0: that's UNIFYDHEALING.com/slash slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light.
2: Blue wire. It's exciting to win money.
0: Back out to Allen. History Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is
2: there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, Not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Oh, Gamblers, not your problem. You're just an idiot welcome to the full slate nfl week 10 pick'em pot brought to you by indeed bet online and monkey night fight i'm your co-host cody darwick joined by my brother out in chicago tyler darwick tyler has it already week 10. yeah it feels like the nfl season is flying by it feels like we were
1: just previewing the year uh yesterday but wild and i mean we have nfl week 10 we previewed the masters yesterday NBA draft is a week from tonight and college basketball kicks off in a couple weeks. So it's all it's all coming
2: back. It's all happening very quickly here. Uh, Yeah, definitely go check out our podcast with James Mazzola. We give out some Masters picks for, I guess, if you're listening to that, you might as well lock in your plays while you're listening. If it's early enough, that starts tomorrow. It will be interesting. The NFL basically moved back uh, the, the slate. There are more... Four o'clock games and one o'clock games this week because of the Masters. Basically, since uh, it's getting dark out early on the East Coast now, they basically, the Masters, I imagine, will be done probably around five-ish. Um, so, it's going to be quite this Sunday we have ahead of us. But, Tyler, the day before Sunday is Saturday, fun fact, and Saturday now is IU football. Now, IU football, we're... We're in 10th. We play Michigan State this weekend. So I said last week, if we win and we're in the top 10 team, I'll give you a minute and 15 seconds. So we've rebranded the IU football minute to a minute. IUFB minute 15 seconds. Tyler, seven point road favorites over under 51 and a half at Michigan State. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. The floor is yours.
1: So, IU top 10, first time in over 50 years. I'm a little nervous for this game. We have Ohio State the following week. Ohio State's game versus Maryland was canceled this weekend due to COVID. So, I don't know how that's going to factor in to uh, Ohio State next week. But look ahead spot definitely for the Hoosiers. My hope is uh, they'll be focused in this game because last year they lost a really close game in East Lansing. game they should have won. That was Michael Penix's kind of breakout game. He had 286 yards, three touchdowns. WAP had 142 yards, two touchdowns. And that was a game that got away from them that they should have won. And I remember reading after that, WAP was really angry in the locker room that they weren't able to close it out. So that's my hope that they're focused uh, going into this week to kind of get a little revenge. I don't know what to make of Michigan State. Um, they're 1-2 this year. They lost their f- first game to Rutgers. Then they beat Michigan. Then they got killed last week to Iowa. So I don't know what to make of them. A uh, new coach there, uh, Antonio, left, so I expect IU to win, and I think that revenge angle will keep them focused going into this game.
2: All right, so you like us to win? You like us against the spread, both?
1: Um, yeah, I like us against the spread. I, I think we'll cover. One thing that makes me nervous is Tom Allen's doing a lot of media spots, which is obviously great <laughs> exposure for the program, but sometimes when that happens, uh, the, the ball drops, but... I don't think it's happening this week. Um, I, I think Michigan State, I think what we know is Michigan really stinks. Michigan State's not that good. Um, so we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, Rutgers beat Michigan State. So by transit, of property of the Big Ten, we should cover the spread. Have Has Tom Allen responded to your media request to come on the show?
1: No, I don't think we're seeing eye to eye after, you know, I called him the cheerleader for all those years, but now, you know, his, his upbeat personality is very endearing. He had a great interview on the Pat McAfee show. So it's great that he's doing all these media spots. It gives great exposure to the IU program to be on, you know, ESPN, all these different things, just, you know, remain focused and get the team undefeated into that week five game five matchup versus uh, Ohio State.
2: Okay. So let's get to the NFL action here. Looking at our year to date record, Tyler, and for people just listening, we preview five games against the spread, give out a lock of the week, and of course, a monkey knife I pick of the week. Great friends of the program. Year to date, I am 23 and 21 in games we've covered. My lock, I'm 4 4 1, so really riding uh, that 500 mark close. Tyler, you are 22 and 22 against the spread, but lock of the week, six and three leader in the clubhouse thus far. First game we want to get to here, Thursday night football, Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. This game's a pick em now over under 48 and a half Colts are five and three. Uh, they're four and four against the spread. They lost that game last weekend. versus the Ravens Titans on the other side, they're six and two. They took care of business against the Bears. Tyler, does this line feel like a trap to you?
1: In what what aspect?
2: I feel like the Titans should be three point favorites in this game.
1: I don't know. I mean, you look at it, the line opened at two. Now it's down to pick them. Um, 59% of the bets I could see on Action Network are on the Titans. So, I mean, some sharp money's coming on the Colts. I don't know what to make of this game. I was going back and forth. Um, if it wasn't, if she told me Jacoby Brissett was starting for the Colts, I'd feel a lot better. About it than Philip Rivers. Rivers is currently 19th in QBR, 24th in QB rating. Uh, Colts are 22nd in offensive DVOA. Um, so all that they have going against them, but they do have a very solid defense. Um, where where am I looking here? Got so many numbers in front of me. Their they're yeah, fit. Their defense is fifth in rushing success rate. They let up the second-least amount of explosive run plays in the NFL, so I think they have the defense to go up against this Tennessee offense, but it all comes back to that Phillip Rivers aspect because if you're telling me who do I trust in this game as a pick-on, you know know it's going to be close. Trust Ryan Townhill, which is a crazy thing to say, and before like midway last year you would never say that, but that's kind of where I'm leaning with the Titans, but I'll, I'll listen to what you say and then make a final decision.
2: Yeah, so the Colts are definitely on fraud watch here. Their five wins have come against the Jets, Vikings, Lions, Bengals, and Bears. Only one team above 500, and that team's the Bears, which they are crashing quickly in the other direction. They've lost their last six games as an underdog. You hit on it. The offense is kind of middle of the road, 15th in points per game. T.Y. Hilton is expected to return, but I'm not really sure that that matters very much at this point. They are so reliant on the defense. They're third in defensive DVOA, but I feel like it's a byproduct more than anything of that weak strength of schedule we just hit on. And they have recently allowed 21 points or more in their last four games. Looking at the Titans, though, this offense out of the gate was roaring, uh, but they have not scored more than 24 points their last three games. Derrick Henry, um, he's averaging 85 rushing yards a game in his last three. That's not amazing for him. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, for the Titans, you look at it, their defense has been the Achilles heel. They traded for Desmond King from the Chargers. They're 18th in DVOA overall. They played well versus the Bears, which, again, the Bears. But for this Titans defense, that's something. Their home, short week, a pick em spread. Like, I just like the Titans in this one. Um, it's a matchup of two head coaches I like, Vrabel and Frank Reich. But – um, I don't know. I just feel like the Titans will be able to get their offense a little bit on track here. At a pick, I don't know. If the Titans were three-point home favorites, i probably probably, three, three and a half, I'm probably leaning Colts. But at a pick, I just feel like this is Titans, and there's definitely sharp money coming in on the Colts because that line moved against us. But you know what, Tyler? I'm going to take the Titans short at home.
1: Yeah, Frank Reich coming off a double-digit loss as a Colts coach, they're five zero and one against the spread. So they do have you know the propensity to bounce back in these situations. But what do we just, know about trends, though? They're not our friends. Right. Uh, the Colts are just so bad on offense. Like I can't believe in this team. They're twenty eighth on third down and. Like you said, the Titans' defense looked better last week, and I would say the Bears' offense is worse, but I don't know if it's that much worse than the Colts' offense. Frank Reich is a better play caller, but I just don't see it when I watch uh, this team and talk about the defense, and it's good, but looking at that game last week versus Baltimore a little more, the first half they played great. The touchdown Baltimore had was a defensive touchdown, so they didn't give up any points. Then you look at the second half. Baltimore's first drive, they went 68 yards, and they fumbled um, on a goal-to-go situation. Then they came back down, 54-yard touchdown, 75-yard touchdown. They dominated the second half of that game. Um, So the defense couldn't really get stops. And you look at the box score for Baltimore, and you're like, how did they do this? And Lamar was super efficient in that second half, so maybe there was something there that the Colts' defense just couldn't stop. And I think for this Titans team, um, with Derrick Henry, the weapons I have on the outside with AJ Brown, Corey Davis. We talked about it last week with DK Metcalf being the best receiver. I'm not gonna okay. say, a- yeah, I'm not gonna say AJ Brown is near the top, but he he has to be in the top ten. The guy catches any ball; he could take it to the house. He's incredible. So I'll ride with you with the Titans. It might be a square pick, but um, sometimes that gets it done. And I just I just don't want to be on the side of Philip Rivers uh, and have. And he has that stupid look on his face, screaming about something that goes wrong. So I'll ride with the Titans.
2: Yeah. And you know what Kelly said, uh, square plays hit all the time in the NFL. Um, Also, a little little history here. Colts have won eight of their last nine times in Nashville. So the trend working in the opposite way, Titans are due. Um, Next game we want to talk about here, Bucks at Panthers. Panthers, five and a half point home dogs. Over under in this one's 50 and a half. Lines actually moved in the Panthers direction, opened at six and a half. Now we're sitting a point lower. Bucks got absolutely embarrassed on Sunday night football, losing 38 to three to the New Orleans Saints. Um, it's the most lopsided loss in Tom Brady's career, which is pretty wild. And it's also the first time he's thrown in at least three interceptions in nine years. So a historically bad game for Tom Brady. Panthers they were my lock of the week last week and did their job, but they're three and six straight up now. Um, they're kind of like that nice team that has a bunch of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? They uh, try hard? No, yeah, they try hard, but, IU had a bunch of these type of wins. I'm totally blanking mor- Thank moral you. Moral victories. victories. Yes, they're the moral victory team, which means they sometimes cover. But they've lost their last four games by an average margin of five points. McCaffrey's injured again. He's going to miss this game. Um, and if you look at this from the Panther side of the ball, this is kind of the repeat scenario they had in week two when these two teams played. The Bucks coming off a loss versus the Saints, they beat the Panthers by two touchdowns in week two. They forced four turnovers in that one. I love the Bucks in this one, Tyler, in a bounce back spot. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I had the over in that week two game as my lock and I watched it, and Carolina was able to move the ball and they, they like you said the turnovers just killed them because if they had reduced that a little bit, would have been a closer game. I don't know, with McCaffrey out, running backs are replaceable, but we saw last week what a difference he made in their offense, right? They were able to go blow-to-blow with the Chiefs and Mahomes there. And also, another thing that makes me nervous about this Panthers team, defense stinks, they're 29th in pressure, rate, 31st in sacks. A way to get to Brady is to get you know get pressure on him, make him uncomfortable in the pocket. They don't do that. Um, the team, you know, they lost to the Saints and the Bears so far, and that's what they did well. Get after him. The Bucs played so bad on Sunday night. You think they would play um, a little better uh, after they've lost so far this season? They've won by an average of 21 points in those next games. So, I'm I'm with you. I think they come out pissed and they were embarrassed on Sunday Night Football. That was. That was such a I've never seen like a worse performance from a team that was supposed to, you know, be a Super Bowl contender and everyone was saying was a favorite in the NFC. So, I like the bucks. I think this is a bounce back spot and the Panthers kind of like gave gave it their all last week versus the Chiefs, so I think there could be a letdown there and they've they've lost what, 4 games in a row, you said. Yeah. Um, at some point I think, you know, you have all those close losses, I feel like it just comes apart for a game and it feels like this could be a
2: yeah, yeah. The Bucks were also without their left guard, Allie Mappet, last week versus uh, the Saints had a concussion. He's back at practice, um, and we kind of saw it. The Saints' pass rush was getting, getting after Brady, so that should help them. And despite how poorly they played last week, the Bucks defense is still number one in uh, DVOA. Panthers recently at home have not been a great uh, team against the spread. They're 1-4 their last five the last five home games. Russell Okung is still banged up. Seems like his status is up in the air. I feel like at five and a half, you're getting a couple points of value here with the Bucks. So I am. We're in agreement here. Two for two. Bucks minus five and a half. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, fitting Teddy Bridgewater is a dog. Not profitable, but he's not a road dog.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the look ahead line. If you had said what the line would, for this game, what would have it been before? last Sunday, you know, happened with the Panthers almost beating the Chiefs and the Bucks looking terrible. Probably would have been closer to like eight and a half, nine, right? The way the Bucks were rolling going into that game. So I think getting it under touchdown is big and a good teaser opportunity as well. And like you said, the Bucks defense is still good. They've allowed the least amount of explosive runs, the fourth least amount of explosive passes. So if they're able to limit the big plays uh for the Panthers, I think they'll be in good shape and before they could blink last week, they're down like 21 nothing. So, I can't imagine they would come out any worse than they did last week. But let's move on to the next game we want to preview: Bills at Cardinals. I think this is going to be an awesome game. Like you said, six games in the late slate, so they finally balance it out. That'll be fun. Um, Cardinals are one point favorites on Bet Online. Over/under is 56. I believe that's the highest on the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody, where are you lying in this game?
2: Yeah, the Bills, I mean, they kind of were on fraud watch a little bit, I think, going into last week. They had a big performance versus Seattle, and they're now sitting at 7-2 and two straight up. Had a number of uh, lackluster games in a row. I think Warren Sharp did a good job on his podcast with house where it kind of went into the bills offense and how weather and different situational things may have fed into some of that stuff. He I wish I
1: listened looked- to that before uh, betting on Seattle.
2: Yeah, same, same. Well, the true sharps us, we put out our podcast before, cause you know, we got a hammer in these lines before they move too much. Um, Josh Allen was 31 to 38 Mm. Well, Sunday's game through for 415, three touchdowns. Bills came out throwing absolute haymakers to start that game. Sefon Diggs has been a huge pickup. He's actually leading the league in receptions and receiving yards. And looking at it, the other side of the coin, your Arizona Cardinals style. These Arizona Cardinals burned me early in the season. They're five and three straight up against the spread. Tough loss versus Miami. Um, but you look at it, Kyler Murray's stats are insane to start this season. He's top twelve in quarterback rating, QBR and completion percentage. He's eighth in the league in rushing yards, which is a crazy set. You have to do double ticket that one. He's throwing 16 touchdowns, rush for eight. Um and their offense is coming in on fire. They've scored at least 30 points in four straight games. I really like the Cardinals in this one. I think I'm minus one. Same reason I like the Bucks. I think Cardinals close loss, Bills big statement victory over the top team in the NFC going into that matchup. I'm not totally buying the Bills defense. You look at DVOA, Arizona Arizona's more efficient offensively and defensively. They're at home coming off of I think this game means a lot for the Cardinals, specifically in that NFC West race. They got to keep up. With the horses that are Seattle and the Rams, and since those two teams play each other, which we'll get to that matchup a little later, they can pick up ground on at least one of those guys. So I really like the Cardinals at minus one. Um, where where's your head at here, Tyler? I mean Bills. I don't know. I just I I really don't like backing Cliff Kingsbury because I've seen what he does. When you watch his games closely, it's infuriating. But I just I don't know. I got to see it again with this Bills team.
1: Yeah, what, what Cliff Kingsbury did to me in Arizona backers last week was a disgrace. His awful clock management, questionable fourth down play calling. I'm still not buying him as a head coach. I think play calling, for the most part, he's fine, but he still has to round out as a head coach, and there's a lot that goes into that. The play I really like in this game is the over 56. Like I said, it's the highest uh, in the week, but I like it for a couple reasons. One, the Bills come out very aggressively. Uh, they throw the second, amount, second most amount of times on first down in the league. And on first down, they're second in success rate passing the ball. On those first down passes, Josh Allen leads the league in quarterback rating, completing almost 75% of his passes, 9.7 yards per attempt. I, I really like this Bills offense last week versus Seattle. You know, they're not afraid to just come out and throw the ball basically every time. Their first 25 plays, they threw the ball 24 times. That's an insane stat. So I think they're going to come out and play aggressive in this game. A couple other stats I like. The Bills have had 17% of their snaps this year in the red zone. That's second highest in the NFL, only behind the Saints. And also on the other side, like you mentioned, their defense isn't great. They're 30th in the NFL in completion percentage when defending passes over 15 yards. So I think that benefits Arizona well. Christian Kirk hit on a big touchdown last week. Obviously, you have Hopkins there, Larry Fitz. Bill's defense is last in rushing success rate. They give up the sixth most explosive runs in Arizona. As I've talked about, is a really good running team. They're fifth in rushing success rate. They have the third most big running plays. So I really like the over in this game, 56. I think this is going to be a shootout. It's going to go back and forth. And Kind of what we saw with Arizona last week. You know, they they run the ball great, but also Kyler is starting to really, I feel like every week improve his passing as well. So I love the over in this game.
2: That number doesn't scare you off at all? 56? No, it just means I'm on to something. Okay. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break, have a couple words from our sponsors, and we'll be back.
1: The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid only through September 30th. All right, Cody, now let's move on to the next game we want to preview here. Chargers at the Dolphins. Dolphins are minus two and a half. Over under 48, great matchup of rookie quarterbacks, Herbert versus Tua. And I just realized this earlier. You know, we have those two guys in the AFC, uh, Burrow as well, all three rookie quarterbacks, uh, you know, drafted at the top of the first round this past year, all in the AFC uh, for years to come. How would you how would you rank those guys right now, what you've seen so far?
2: Mm, good question, Tyler. Um, I think I would go... I think I'd go Burrow one, just because I feel like he's doing the most with the least. That offensive line is brutal, Um, and he continues to somehow cover spreads. I'm saying Herbert's two. Uh, His numbers, I mean, I have him here. Last five starts, 15 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's been incredible. I think he has a more talented offense around him. And I'm saying two is three. It's only been two starts. Last week was very impressive, but great. Great uh, power ranking question, Tyler, by you to start the uh, second segment here. Um, The Dolphins have won four in a row. They're five and three. They're six and two against the spread. They've been underdog in every game they've played except for one coming into this point. Um, And you look at the Chargers, just another brutal loss for them on Sunday. We've spoken about it the last two Sunday scary podcasts, but just... This team continues to shoot themselves in the foot same year, uh, rinse and repeat, chargers, late game at 4 uh, o'clock, Sunday scary setting in, maybe you ordered Italian, maybe you order Chinese, maybe Thai, whatever it may be, you're eating on your couch and you're just like, oh wow, chargers, down eight, four minutes ago. this will be fun. And they just always find a way to lose. All six losses with Herbert as their starter have been by less than a touchdown, which is insane. Um, two and a half. This line is fishy to me again. Uh, I just think the Dolphins are rolling right now. Um, the way they've been playing, it, I I don't know. I'm I'm very much back and forth on this one. What the Dolphins are doing feels a little bit fluky right now. But sometimes teams catch fire like this. Their defense is forced to turnover in 14 straight games. had defensive touchdowns last two. I where's your head at with this one? I really don't want to back Anthony Lynn again.
1: For the record, my rankings—you didn't ask, but you know—I'll I'll put them out there anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, I'd what'd say you, Herbert. What'd you have?
2: What'd you have for dinner tonight? Had some, uh, made some chicken and
1: pasta. a beautiful spread. Nice. Um, nice. I
2: would say, you know,
1: I—I think Herbert. I have a little over Burrow. I got your point, Burrow doing more with less. I don't know. I just watch Herbert. I think he's—he's he's incredibly talented, and if it wasn't for an idiot of a head coach, I think this Chargers team could be in the playoffs because. You mentioned it. Their, their six losses have been by an average of four points, all obviously one-score games. And sometimes you hear that and you're like, oh, well, you know, there's a garbage time touchdown. Like, that's been burrow in a couple of those games. But for the Chargers, like, outside of the Panthers game, where I feel like the Panthers are winning that game for the most part, they could have won all those games. They could easily be 7-1, and 6-2. and two. They had a good coach. So I think Herbert has been incredible and really carried that team. I, I didn't expect them to be that good. Uh Burrow, number two, and he's been awesome too. And then Tua, third, but we haven't seen a ton from him yet. So in case you cared, um, I was uh, letting our listeners know. Shoot. But for this game, like you said, I don't want to back Anthony Lynn. I'm not backing a dumb coach. I'm taking the Dolphins, two and a half. Like you said, could be fluky, but I actually already bet this game uh, when the line came out on Sunday night because I thought it would go up over a field goal, so I really like the Dolphins at this game, two and a half, and yes, they have some fluky plays, like the, the game versus the Rams was very fluky, and last week they had the fumble, a uh, return for a touchdown, but I think this team just knows how to, you know, make plays they are very well coached by Flores, and also in Miami, they just always have weird games, and there's just something about playing there that caters to them, so I like the Dolphins, minus two and a half, I think the Chargers, Chargers are due to get blown out in a game. You know, like we said, they've lost a lot of close ones and losing that many times at the end, I think, wears on you as a team. So I like the Dolphins and Joey Bosa's banged up. I don't know if he's playing in this game. So if you don't have him as your best pass rusher and they haven't uh, been playing great, they've given up 31.8 points over the last five games anyway. So if you add on not having Bosa, I I don't see how they get any pressure to Tua.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the the argument is all there for the Dolphins, and I'm 0 for 2 in terms of fading Tua and him burning me to start his career. So you know what, Tyler? I'm gonna say third time's a charm. I originally wrote down Dolphins. I feel like that pick it just it's too obvious. So I'm gonna do the opposite of what my brain's telling me here. I'm going with the Chargers plus two and a half because I feel like at some point they're gonna have to win one of these close games, and if not, I think maybe Anthony Lynn gets canned.
1: It could be. I mean, everyone loved him on hard knots and, you know, great guy, but I don't think he has it. He has the chops to be a head coach, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, Dolphins defense last couple of weeks, um, you know, last week versus Arizona didn't play great, but I'm expecting them to play better in this game. And the heat in Miami, there's just something about it. We always talk about you know, mile high in Denver when, you know, when they have a home crowd and everything and they're a better team. But I feel like the Dolphins have that within Florida. Saw, you know, the Rams, what happened there. Just always have like weird games there. So I don't want to bet against them at home. I think this team is rolling. And did you see the clip of Tua giving the ball to Flores after the game? No. He gave him, Tua's running off the game ball. He gave it to Flores. Flores is like, no, you keep it. Tua's like, no, you earn this. Just moments like that, like, feels like this team is building to something. You know, they were tanking basically going into last year. Towards the end of the year they got it together. They get Tua. They have this momentum. They have the Texans first round pick next year. There's, there's
2: like some a- there's just some weird juju with Tua. Like I feel like he just Okay, I'm I'm gonna take no. the Dolphins. I'm gonna take Dolphins. I changed my
0: mind. I'm gonna take Dolphins. Minus two and a half. I'm going back. Miami game if it was
1: uh, an early afternoon game but it is later so you don't get that slight edge with the Chargers but still I don't I don't trust an Anthony Lang coach team and I just don't want to be relying on bad coaches um, I'm trying to make that a, a mantra moving forward in our gambling but let's move on to the last game we want to preview before we get to our monkey knife fight pick in lock of the week Seahawks Rams Rams are minus one in this game over-under is 55-and-a-half. These teams always play really close games and really entertaining games. Um, last year, the Thursday night game in Seattle was awesome early, early on in that year. Seattle coming off getting kind of embarrassed, I thought, by Buffalo. Their defense was horrible. Josh Allen tore them up, as we talked about earlier. Rams come off a bye after playing poorly versus Miami, who we just talked about. Uh, where are you leaning in this one?
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Seattle's defensive stats, we throw them out every week. They're just as jarring every time. Last in the league in yards allowed, 456 a game there, 30th in scoring defense. They had Jamal Adams back, Carlos Dunlap trade. He made his debut for them last week. Didn't work. Russell Wilson—he turned the ball over a lot last week, but still, guys throwing 28 touchdowns through eight games. Um, and this is a huge game for the Rams too. It's kind of a show me something game, I think. They started the year—I mean, they're so they're undefeated versus NFC East, and they're one and three against everyone else. You look at it defensively; they seem to have that kind of juju back that they had a couple years ago. They're second in the NFL in total yards allowed. Under—they're allowing about uh, it's like a little under 160 yards less a game than Seattle. They're second in scoring defense, only giving up 19 points a game. Offensively, it's been a little bit of a disaster there. It's pretty hit or miss. We saw what happened in Miami. Goff was a train wreck. They're 21st in scoring defense. But the thing we do see against Go- uh, with Goff Pretty consistently over his time uh, with McVeigh as his head coach, he plays well versus bad defenses. Like he he looks good uh, when the other defense is bad. Um, so I actually like the Rams in this one minus one. Um, I feel like the Rams again coming off a buy. McVeigh off a buy is three and one against the spread in his head coaching career there. So I'm I'm gonna roll with them, Tyler. I just think this Seattle's defense is so miserable and Sean McVay will be able to draw up and scheme a good game plan to take advantage of them. And defensively, I like Aaron Donald getting against Russ and, and that defense. So I'm I'm going with that. And I mean it's kinda hard to imagine Seattle losing a couple in a row, um, just because it's Russell Wilson, but I, I'm I'm doing it.
1: Interesting. Yeah, this Seattle team Six and two, you know, top of the NFC West, top of the NFC, but they're masquerading as that good of a team. I mean, they won a couple, they always win close games. The game versus the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Vikings game, they should have lost. I think they're more in that four and four, five and three range. And mm-hmm. last year, um, you know, their defense was pretty good last year, and the offense struggled because, you know, they didn't let Russ cook. This year, they let Russ cook, and the defense just stinks. Like you said, dead last in yards allowed. 30th in scoring defense having said all that i do like seattle in this game as an underdog um coming off like i said a bad loss last week russ following a loss in his career again trends aren't your friends but i think with russell wilson there's something to say with it they're 24 12 and 4 against the spread after a loss he's 23 9 and 2 against the spread as an underdog um and you mentioned golf against bad defenses and the seattle defense isn't great But what I didn't notice in that game last week, watching it pretty closely against Buffalo, is they got torched in the first half, no denying that. And then the second half, they got after Josh Allen a lot. They had seven sacks. He was constantly under pressure. And I looked this up, and I saw, uh, I guess, Seattle B-writer tweet this out. Seattle has blitzed the last two weeks on 55% of opponent dropbacks. That's the highest rate over the last two weeks, doubling what they're doing Um, the first seven weeks this season, and Pete Carroll said they're going to continue to do that with Carlos Dunlap, Jamal Adams back. So if this team continues to get pressure and blitz this way, we've seen how Goff crumbles in the pocket. Um, He crumbled versus Miami. We saw uh, what he did versus the 49ers on Sunday Night Football, what he's done his whole career is when you get pressure on him, he's not the same quarterback. So I actually like Seattle in this game. Again, the defense isn't great, but I think the aspect that they're going to be bringing pressure all game, and Jamal Adams being back is something. Divisional game, it's always different. We saw what Seattle's defense played like versus the 49ers a couple weeks ago in a divisional game, so I don't expect that same performance this week, so I like Seattle.
2: Wasn't Jamal, he's back last week, though, Jamal Adams, and they gave him 44 points.
1: Yeah, it's a bad game, but I'm saying with... The way they're going to play defense moving forward with the blitzing, they're going to continue to do that. And I think the Bills' offense is better than this Rams' offense. As, as you've said multiple times, the Rams have four wins versus the NFC East. as a, everyone's favorite I love joke.
2: that. Set.
1: Everyone's joke on Twitter is the Rams have more wins in the NFC East than any team actually in that division. It's very <laughs> funny. But um, yeah, I like, like I said, I like Seattle. These games are always close, these teams play each other. You know, obviously twice a year, but they're always close. Seahawks are first in offensive success rate. Rams are third. Um, so
2: that's that's b- the thing about this Rams offense. Their like efficiency numbers are very high, but their points aren't there. So I feel like at some point they'll have a breakout game and, and they're going to connect on a few of those.
1: I, f- I feel like it could go the other way where there's they're being a fit. They might not be actually this efficient. That could have just been games versus bad teams in that NFC East. So. I don't know. I think Seattle in that dome on that turf, Seattle just got punched in the mouth last week. And well, like it's not said,
2: a dome. Is it yeah. an open air?
1: No, the Rams is a dome. Are we sure? SoFi Stadium is a dome.
2: No, I, I Maybe mean, it's retractable def- it's, roof. it's definitely a retractable roof.
1: Yeah, I- I- am that- they
2: make a dome in LA? It's beautiful weather there.
1: But they have the they have the very fast turf, is my point.
2: Yeah, I feel like that works for all McVay's little uh, gimmicky plays.
1: Yeah, you get it.
2: It's it's retractable. It looks great in Google. Google images. Would recommend.
1: Whatever. Same thing. But I think the Seattle team is going to come out kind of pissed how they played last week. And it wasn't like Seattle had trouble moving the ball in that game. They just struggled in the red zone. Russ threw some bad picks. So I don't expect Russ to have four turnovers again in this game. If you're giving me um, Russ or, you know, Jared Goff in a close game, I'm taking Russ every time.
2: Yeah, so would I. But I'm buying I'm buying this Rams defense. That's that's what I'm putting my chips on. And that I mean that game versus Tua, like we saw what Tua did last week versus Arizona. Like he looked really good. Granted is his first start, but the Rams defense played well. Their offense just turned the ball over a ton. Um so as long as they can clean it up a little bit, and I think it helps that they're playing such a bad defense. I I just like the Rams in this spot. I think uh, this is, again, it's a prove-it game for them. So we'll see. Only time will tell. This is going to be a big uh, swing week in terms of our head-to-head, uh, year-to-date picks. Let's get into Also, a, the, uh,
1: the standings in the NFC West.
2: Yeah, yeah. 49ers, 10-point dogs. What do you think? I don't
1: know. They're gonna, I think they're gonna get killed.
2: Simon loves them. Okay, monkey knife fight pick of the week. Tyler, use promo code Full Slate. All of our listeners out there, that's Full Slate, no spaces, all caps, um, for a free five dollar game and up to a fifty dollar deposit match. Tyler, I'll let you get started here first. What is your monkey knife fight pick of the week?
1: So my monkey knife fight pick of the week, going back to a game we talked about earlier um bills arizona like i said i love oh. the over in that game 56 yeah. i'm not doing touchdown dance even though you know i love to dance i'm gonna play this more or less game they have um so pays out three to one you have to pick two, the two props they offer you have to pick them correct so it's kyler murray over passing yards 261 and a half i like his over there and then stefan diggs 85 and a half receiving yards i like his over there um, so that pays out three to one. you pay, place ten dollars, you win 30. So that's my pick for the week. I, like I said, I think that's gonna be a super high scoring game. Neither team is great on defense. Like we like Russ, I just said moved the ball on Buffalo pretty easily last week. It was just the turnovers I kind of got to them. So I don't foresee Kyler having those same issue, any issues and stuff Diggs, I think will have a big game. and as you said, he's leading the league in receptions. So mm-hmm. that's my pick for this week.
2: And receiving yards. Um, yeah, I'm staying in the same game. Find out find that top total and hammer it. I'm doing touchdown dance over two and a half. Pays out two times. Going DeAndre, Stefan Diggs, Christian Kirk. Kirk coming off a big game last week. So had a had a nice season for them. We've seen what Hopkins can do. And you only need three touchdowns from those guys. And I anticipate at least I'm gonna say five passing touchdowns in this game. So I think fairly confident those guys are getting at least three of them Tyler let's close the show at the lock of the week as I said I'm four four and one you are six and three um since I won last week you lost again golf rules here I will start Tyler I feel I feel quite good about my lock of the week I'm going with the Dolphins Chargers over 48 um Wow, Tyler did the O emoji, uh, open mouth. So you look at these couple teams. The Chargers, as we spoke about, they've been uh, they've perfected the art of losing close games, but the overs hit their last five games specifically. you You quoted this uh, I believe they've given up thirty one point eight points per game over their last five games, basically during that stretch. And on the offense side of the ball with Herbert, the offense looks incredible. They're second in the league in yards per game this whole season, and they're actually first in the league over the last three games, so they've really started to hit their stride. And One of the reasons they're putting up so many yards is their pace is incredible. Uh, They're second in the NFL in plays per game, so you're looking at an over. You want possessions to turn over. You want guys taking deep shots. Herbert does a lot of that. The Chargers do a ton of that, so I really like that. And you're looking at the Dolphins' defense. They have been really solid this year. I think they're allowing, I'm going to say about 20 points a game defensively, but in the red zone, they're actually allowing touchdowns at a 68% clip, which is 23rd in the NFL. Um, So I like, I very much like the chargers offense versus the dolphins defense. I think they're going to be able to put up points there The flip side of the coin chargers defense has not been good in the dolphins offense is starting to cruise. They're getting the benefit of some of those turnovers. So he said, Forced turn over in 14 straight games. That's a great recipe for the over, as Jameis Winston taught us last season. They're averaging, Dolphins are averaging 30 points per game. Their last seven. Again, we only need 49 points here. The weather, because we know you got to check the weather when you're taking in total, Tyler. Looking sunny, 83 degrees in Miami, 11-mile-per-hour winds. That doesn't scare me at that number. Um, so I absolutely love this over 48. Thoughts,
1: yeah, yeah, I like that pick. I was looking at it, um, as well, didn't end up taking it, but I think it's a good pick. And this Miami defense they force a lot of turnovers, but they do also give up a lot of yards. And they're not, I think, they're a little paper tiger as, as well as maybe you know the points allowed. They're 31st in passing success rate on defense, 17th in rushing success rate. They give up the third most explosive run, so. There are holes to attack them. Kyler Murray last week had some ease attacking them, um, so I I, don't, I like the pick. I think two good offenses, two young quarterbacks are going to try to show out. I think see who's you know the better young QB. Turnovers always help, so I like the pick.
2: Thank you. What's your lock of the week?
1: Um, thanks for asking. So my lock of the week <laughs> is. Is... There, any,
2: is there any other question you want me to ask?
1: No, Uh Um, So my lock of the week I'm taking the Browns Minus three versus the Texans at home So this is This is a recipe for the Browns to win A couple reasons One, they have some guys coming back from injury Nick Chubb is coming back Um, Their guard, Teller I don't have his first name in front of me He's coming back And when they had these guys The first four games of the season They were running the ball a lot better They had a rushing success rate 57 percent they were averaging over 200 yards per game um 22 percent of their carries went for 20 more 20 yards or more so they were running the ball great when they had these guys in the lineup austin hooper also is going to be back after missing a couple games uh browns are coming off a bye week also miles garrett expected to be back so i really like the browns in this game And the last time I took the Browns on the lock of the week, the weather really effed me over in that game. So I looked up what the weather is supposed to be in Cleveland on Sunday, and it's not supposed to be great. 57 degrees, rain, some wind. So I think this really favors the Browns, what they want to do, run heavy and do some play action with Baker. And this Texans defense is pretty terrible. They're 28th in pressure rate. Um, and then on the other side of the ball they're not going to be able to really run it they've won the worst offensive lines in the league uh, ranking 27th in adjusted line yards I don't know what that means but the Salt football outsiders 30th in pass protection Um, (laughs) adjusted line yards I guess that means how much push they get on run plays but so they don't have a great offensive line the weather's not going to be great so I don't think that Deshaun Watson's gonna be able to throw the ball all over the yard like they want to, and is, also the-
2: is David Johnson playing?
1: No, he's out. Yeah. And also the Browns, this is what they do—they beat up on bad teams. They're five victories this year, uh, two versus the Bengals. I think they beat who else? Did they beat Washington. Maybe they beat bad teams. Uh, their combined records of the teams they've beaten are 11, 21 and one. So. I like the Browns, and also the Texans have allowed the most rushing yards per game in the league, so not a great recipe for a Browns team that wants to run the ball a lot.
2: Yeah, I like that. That was one of the—when I first eyed the board, that was one of the ones that popped out to me. Um, So I I agree. I think getting Chubb back is a big bum for them. Cream Hunt filled in nicely, but Chubb's an absolute beast, and once I could get that two-headed monster going, um, I like that a lot. Anything else, Tyler? Any other questions I should ask?
1: The guard on the Browns, Wyatt Teller, so sorry. didn't have uh, have his first name written down, but like I said, bad weather. Texans can't stop the run. They're not great at running the ball either. I think uh, it's all coming together for a Cleveland win, and also they need this game looking at the standings in the AFC. They're currently eighth. Um, I guess potentially that could be a playoff seed, depending on what happens the rest of the season, but they're tied with... The Raiders, Dolphins and Colts All at 5-3 and three, So you need to start winning some of these games So I think all that coming off a bye They'll be locked in And there was the Baker COVID thing But he was activated today And honestly, even if Case Keenum was playing I don't think it
2: would matter Okay Well, you heard it here first Wouldn't matter um, But I think that wraps up another week Of the Full Slate Pick'em Podcast <clears throat> We'll be back Sunday night With the Sunday Scaries